0: Hello, and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. Today, I'm joined by menopause expert and midlife coach, Bev Thoroughgood. In fact, I'm not just being joined, I'm being interviewed by Bev herself. This was first an episode recorded by Bev for her podcast, Generation Exceptional, but I thought it was so good, I asked her for a copy of the audio to share with you too. Now, Bev is one of the UK's top menopause experts. She's recently published her first book called The Business of Menopause, which is a guide for working women. And she's actually our in-house menopause expert at Trinity. So members of our Fit Over 40 program have monthly Q&As with her so she can help them with any menopause or HRT-related issues. In today's episode, we talk about why it's harder to lose weight as a woman over 40 and what you can do about it so you can still lose one to two stone and one to two dress sizes in 12 weeks, as well as how myself and Ben ended up working with women over 40 and much, much more besides. So without further ado, Let's get into it. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast.
1: Rob, first of all, hello and welcome to Generation Exceptional.
0: Hello, thanks very much for having me on.
1: You're very, very welcome. Now, this is a bit of a flip because we've done this the other way around already, haven't we? For your podcast, we'll talk about your podcast in a little while as well. Um, So I've done a little bit of an intro already, but Rob, I'm really keen to find out from you how two young guys fresh out of university who weren't, if I'm right, you weren't even doing... Uh, fitness and, and health as your as your degree were you? How did no. you and Ben end up leaving university and starting to work with women over 40 in the fitness industry? How did that happen?
0: Yeah, it's a very good question. One I get asked a lot. And um it's been a, it's been quite an you know an organic evolution. So I'm not fresh out of university anymore, sadly. No. No. Years, so I'm <laughs> eight years out of university and it's taken kind of I would say six of those eight years to kind of find our find this niche that we, we specialise in working with now. So at university, I was studying engineering with Ben, my business partner, and I started off just being interested in fitness for myself, and so did Ben. So we were both naturally really skinny, really lacking in confidence. Um, I know I'd probably say weedy rather than skinny because I know a lot of people would like to be skinny, but we are really lacking confidence. Like we were genuinely getting negative feedback from girls that we wanted to chat up and that kind of thing from being skinny. So we got really into the gym. We got really into fitness, really into nutrition as well. Everything you need, as you know, to get fit regardless of age. And then that led us to kind of starting a blog and that kind of became our passion at university. So we had our degree that we wanted to finish. And, you know, I, I was still doing that, but then really I was more interested in this, this blog we started, which was originally called training gain Um, and that was, a, that was a blog on Tumblr. And then it became social media stuff. And I found it really, really rewarding helping other people. So loads of people were asking us for advice on how we did what we did. But we were helping like anyone and helping everyone. And we, we had some very cheap plans out there that people could buy and tried to make a little bit of a business of it. But honestly, we, we didn't have a clue what we were doing um, at all. Um, so we left university. I went into an engineering job. Ben went into an engineering job. Ben was contracted to go back for a year to his placement, um, to the company that employed him on placement year. And um, he said to me, Let, do you want to try and give this a shot? Like, we both love this. This is the fitness thing. This is the blog and, and business that wasn't really making enough money to, to pay for anything. And he said he'd pay me half his salary for a year, which is very generous of Ben. So I went for it. I quit my job after six weeks in engineering. So I was working at McLaren, the car company. And um, I moved to the Midlands with Ben I worked all day whilst he was doing his job and then we both worked all evening. And um, honestly, that was pretty, it was a difficult time. We got nine months through that year and we were still not earning anywhere near enough to pay one salary, let alone two. Eventually we kind of figured it out. And then over the next sort of five years, we went from specializing in, uh, from helping anyone and everyone to realizing we needed to specialize in helping someone. So, we realized first of all that the men we were helping were not very responsive they weren't really interacting with the coaching they weren't getting that much out of it so the first decision was to go let's focus on 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 just the women because they're engaging more they're getting more out of it they're getting better results so then we just helped all sorts of women and I think we did that for a few years and I think that's when you first worked with us actually yeah yeah
1: um
0: where we didn't really specialize in a particular age range and then what we realized again was actually it needs to be more specific to a certain age range and the women that were struggling the most were women sort of in their forties and their fifties or even early sixties who were going through all these changes, as you know, partly due to menopausal hormone, hormonal changes, but other ones as well and um, other changes as well, which make it more difficult. And so a couple of years ago, we just decided let's focus on this area um, because these are the people who need the most help. And the fitness industry at the time, I think it's getting a bit better now, really wasn't talking about this at all. Even now, there's very little information and that's kind of why I wrote the book. There's very little information out there and the information that I've found on what's different for women over 40 is, like blown my mind. Honestly, I've been reading some sort of much more scientific heavy books, but I get to stages in it. I remember reading it when we were in lockdown and being like, how is this not common knowledge? And this explains to why the stuff we realized didn't work for for women over 40 doesn't work like things like really brutal hit training and um, starvation diets like why it doesn't work so that was kind of the journey and then for the last couple of years we've now specialized in just helping women over 40 and actually I saw yesterday we're approaching a thousand having a thousand members in our fit over 40 program specifically
1: wow that's Um, brilliant
0: so that, I hope, hope that answers your question I know it's quite a long answer
1: yeah no I, I'm really fascinated to know so I mean I'm obviously I I work in in a similar arena you know I work with women probably between 40 and 60 m- m- focusing on the menopause bit in particular but as you know my background is sort of health and fitness as well and um I I guess I I Get the traction, um, and I attract women of my age because I'm a woman of my age. Do you find you have any resistance initially with women going, "Well, how can you possibly understand what I'm going through when you're a, a you know"? So, how old? Are you know, you're not you're thirty yet. I don't even think you're thirty. Yeah,
0: now. I'm thirty-two. Yes, thirty-two.
1: Oh, you look so young, <laughs> um, so youthful. So, yeah, you know, do, do you find there's resistance because a you're male? And be yeah. your younger,
0: a lot less than I think people may think. Um, occasionally, people do ask when they're talking to us about maybe joining a program or something like, "How have you come to like the question you just asked? You know, how have you ended up doing this or specialising this?" And I we're also open, as you know, and say like, I can't relate to everything you're going to be going through as a woman in your forties or fifties. I've spoken to you know thousands of women in that position. at least hundreds myself and as a team we've spoken to thousands and we kind of understand or maybe understand the wrong word we we know what the issues are that people face and i've worked with enough people to know kind of what works and what doesn't but that's the reason why we also have a community so we have our i know you're part of it we have our internal community group which is only for members so they can talk to each other about specific things it's also why we run our events like our retreat in our event in january and we've got coming up so people can talk between them and also why we have people like you, experts like you coming who can relate to specific issues around things like menopause. So that we can't answer all of the questions. And that's why we we try and use the community and stuff like that as well. So I'm not gonna pretend I can relate to every single issue because I can't.
1: But what I think is really interesting and that I, I think works brilliantly well is you're actually coming at it from a purely scientific um and Almost, I would think your engineering background probably comes into this. You probably look quite analytically at things. Whereas, yeah. of course, when we're in the midst of it, as women going through it, there's a huge amount of emotional stuff going there as well, you know, that can kind of muddy the waters. So I, I, I love the fact that actually you're, you are detached from the emotional side of it. You can look much more uh, analytically at what what is working, what isn't working, why it's not working. So really, you know, why is it different? Why, when women hit that kind of, and I'm sure that 40 is a, it's a guideline. I'm sure it will be, there'll be variables there, but why does it become so much harder as we get beyond 40? Um, You know, I can remember in my twenties and thirties, I just go for an extra, you know, an extra run once a week and the pounds would drop off now i just kind of you know it's the old adage blimey i only have to look at a donut and i put on a half a stone why is it so much harder over 40 to lose weight
0: yeah it's a great question so there's two i think writing the book has helped me to kind of break this down more simply so there's two key chapters in there that are really about this and there's two different things so the first one is about hormonal changes and not just due to the menopause so as you and I'm sure your audience know, you can start having hormonal changes related to female sex hormones five, 10 years before clinical menopause. Um, so there's, that's one change. But the, the one that no one really talks about, or very few people, I know you do, but few people talk about is the stress response. So how the body responds to stress. And um, this ties into the second piece as well. So the stress hormone cortisol can have a lot of negative impacts on On weight loss, ultimately, and um, what most people don't realise is, as you get older, you get more sensitive to stress. So your body gets more sensitive to stress. So whereas when you're younger, you you can you can tolerate quite a lot of stress, you have a a moderate stress response. So this means the cortisol, the stress hormone, spikes and drops off fairly quickly when you're going through stressful things. As you get older, this increases, so it it elevates and stays higher for longer, and this can cause a lot of problems. So this cortisol Um, hormone can stay higher for longer and for women this increases three times more than for men with age so that's the critical thing that a lot of people don't realize and therefore they can do the try and do the things that work for them in their 20s and 30s and they're no longer working so the first thing is that stress hormone and that affects three different things or three main things Um, so chronically high cortisol levels high stress hormone levels leads to leptin resistance leptin's a hunger hormone so if you have leptin resistance, basically you won't respond as you should to, to eating. So you might eat something and you're still hungry, or you might just crave stuff a lot more. So it's, it's kind of like that week before a period where a lot of people typically have elevated cravings. You can have that all the time if you've got a high cortisol levels all the time. So first of all, you're battling against this, these, these elevated cravings and not feeling full when you're eating. The second thing is thyroid deregulation. So thyroid is the gland that ultimately controls your metabolism. So you really don't want that to slow down. It's already slowing down with aging. And then if you've got chronically high stress levels, it's going to slow it down even more. So it's going to mean you have to eat less to see progress. And then the last one is insulin resistance. So insulin is a storage hormone. It's not always bad, but um, it can cause you to store, if, if you've got insulin resistance, to cause more, you'd store more fat around the middle. So that sort of middle-aged spread that most people want avoid, but they kind of find they're struggling with maybe in their 40s or 50s. So that's the first thing that can happen is stress, the stress response is elevated um, and it means that it can cause those three issues and therefore make it harder to lose weight ultimately and easier to gain it. And then the second thing I see that's going on that's really different for people, for a lot of the women anyway, that we coach over 40 is, I call it the mum, the career woman and the athlete in the book. And it's the battle between these three personalities. And I know not everyone has children or not everyone is in work, But for most people I work with, there's at least one of those things going on, if not both of them. And they're all pulling in different directions. So then there's, there's, you know, the drive from getting, you know, climbing up in the career ladder over the years. And by the time you hit 40, actually a lot of people are in quite a senior position and there's quite a lot of pressure and quite a lot of stress. On top of that, most of the people I'm working with are then also trying to manage the household. A lot of them are still responsible for a lot of the chores around the home. Could be making dinner or or or, you know keeping the house clean and all the stress of that and looking after the children perhaps as well ferrying them around to different events you know dealing with their emotional issues and schooling and all the rest of it or even if they're grown up you know the most most children still need quite a lot of support you know for a while after leaving home so there's all of that going on and then there's this athlete which i think everyone has inside of them even if you're someone who's never been sporty you know but I call it the athlete but it's just the part of you that wants to be fit wants to be healthy wants to feel good in yourself and that one's trying to kind of go look, look we need to eat a bit healthier we need to go and do this exercise but it's constantly being trampled down by the other two of go, no I've got more emails to do I've got these meetings to do uh, I've got to finish this off tonight and then I've got to do this for the children and then ultimately it's always losing so those things are very stressful and then there's that stress response so it's combined it's kind of a bit of a a perfect storm really to make it very very difficult for people to lose weight and it is possible obviously um, but that's those are the kind of key changes that you've really got to work with and do the right things around to 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 see good results because otherwise all you do is elevate stress levels higher through through fitness and diet approaches and that that just means you don't see any results
1: it's interesting so you are in the diet and fitness industry but you've just given an answer that didn't talk anything really about food or exercise, which is fascinating because actually, I think that the the problem we have is we focus on those two things to the exclusion of the other stuff that's going on. And that that makes so much sense. You know, uh, I definitely, definitely see that women who struggle most with uh, quite severe menopause symptoms normally have high levels of stress, um, yeah. and I guess if you think about what that stress response does—that fight or flight response—when when cortisol kicks in, of course, it's preparing the body to either fight something or run away from it. So it's not going to—it's not going to use its fat stores to do that, is it? It's going to rely on those sort of uh, the, those muscle stores, the energy store in the muscles. Like it's going to push everything away from the digestive system and the fat stores. And if that's elevated, it, I guess you don't. You you know you're. I, I know a lot of women really crave sweet foods. They they crave highly processed foods because they get that. They want that sort of quick energy boost. Yeah. Because their stress levels are high. It's nothing to do really. I guess it's not saying it's nothing to do, but it's probably less to do with the food than it is to do with the lifestyle and and, and definitely the stress that makes so much sense. So. Tell me, tell me more about the book, Rob. So, how how did it come about, and and what's the purpose? What are you hoping to get from people? Oh, what what are you hoping people will get from reading the book?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, how did it come about? Is I'm trying to try to remember why I actually wrote it. Now, it's just one of those things. You're like, I've got all this stuff in my head. Um, I've got this. We've got this program um, that we, I fit over forty programs. It's got the same name as the book. Um, but not everyone can afford to be part of that I'll be honest it's not the it's not cheap it's not the most expensive thing in the world either but it's you know it's it's a significant investment to be part of our coaching program to get one-to-one coaching so I think I just wanted to get this out there to get into the hands of more people to get this knowledge out there and then you know hopefully some of those people also join us inside our program but either way it was to just just get this knowledge into into people's hands and also I think for myself it kind of forced me to research this in even more detail. So it prompted me to to read into it more, to study the kind of latest research more, and I really enjoy that. I think that's one of my passions is kind of learning that stuff and um, and discovering what what's kind of not not common knowledge. So that's kind of how it started, and that was I think it was probably also triggered by lockdown. Thinking about it, because you know there was less to do, so I thought this is the perfect opportunity. Last year. start writing it so i started it last summer time which sounds like a strange time and i thought i'd get it done really quick like i thought it'd be published a year ago (laughs) and um as you know from writing your own book it's it's a bit of a slower process than that especially when we have a publisher so we publish with a company called rethink press they're involved in the editing so you have to send it to them and they send it back Mm and it goes back and forward but there's other um,
1: research as well, isn't there? You want to make sure that what you're sharing is, is well researched and, and science and evidence-based. Yeah, based.
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah. So going through all of that, making sure that's all, so all the references in the back, um, making sure it's all up to date. And it's the best possible. I think I'm a bit of a perfectionist and that can also help because a lot of the people we coach are perfectionists and it, it's not always helpful, but I really wanted to be as good as possible. So I actually wrote 65,000 words because there was so much I wanted to teach. And there's probably more, well, there's definitely already more I'd like to put in. <clears throat> have to save that for another book. Luckily, the editors have cut that down by half. So it's a lot more concise <laughs> for people to digest. And it's, I've had people review the book over the last week. Um, a few members of our programme had some uh, early copies and they've actually read it in a week. So it is quite a quick and easy read now.
1: I mean, one of the things I love about your programme is that it, it's very pragmatic it's very much, it's it's very sustainable. I think I think there's so many, when you look at the diet industry and the fitness industry as well in general, it's very all or nothing, isn't it? It's very extreme in a lot of ways. You know, you have to cut out huge swathes of, of macronutrients in order to lose weight or you have to, you know, kill yourself in the gym to lose weight. And And I love the fact that your program isn't about that it's very much about managing what you're doing now and 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 just building small habits and 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 being very pragmatic just just explain to me why you go down that route why do you why do you kind of focus on the small changes I know you you talk about calorie deficit we all know that the there's there's huge arguments over the calories in calories out argument But you do work on a calorie deficit, which we all know you have to if you want to lose weight. But your your calorie deficits are quite, quite small, aren't they? They, There's there's you know, there's very little um, pain, shall we say that the whole, you know, no pain, no gain. There's not a lot of pain in your program. How does it work then? How does it why why can you do that without being extreme?
0: I think you can't be extreme that's the key thing for for women over 40 extreme actually doesn't work extreme will so if you do a really low calorie deficit that's a form of stress on the body and your body responds to all stress in is, is basically it interprets it all in a similar way so it still elevates that cortisol level and then causes all those problems i talked about before that make it very hard to lose weight so when you're 25 30 even 35 if you're lucky you can get away with eating a thousand calories or 1200 calories or 800 calories a day there's lots of different diets out there aren't there you just can't get away with that so it'll actually just spike that stress hormone level it'll then make you way more hungry than you've ever been before it'll make you know it'll make it actually difficult to shift the weight it will mess up your metabolism more than ever so it's really just not a good it's just logically not a good idea it doesn't work so that's the first reason really it's just like extremes are not going to work and as you said they're not sustainable and the vision we have for people is we aim to get things going over 12 weeks I talk about this in the book there's like four key phases we actually work through with everyone so we first of all work through the reboot phase which is all about breaking bad habits and doing kind of the right thing for you and your body now um, and establishing those as, as new habits and that's through a few different phases as you know so we don't start with working about on your calories we work start by getting into good food choices because that's really you know, your body's going to respond to that way better especially if you're menopause well as you know you're going to minimize all the side effects of that. and then we worry about things like calories we also then focus on over that period of time getting into the right type of exercise for you that's not overly stressful on the body. Then we move into the second phase, which is we call the reframe phase, which is all about mindset. So it's working on your mindset, being more mindful. That will There's actually a lot more science that's not in the book, again, that I would like to have in the book that I've discovered more recently about emotional eating and things like that and how much the mindset side of things actually benefits that because it turns off certain parts of the brain that drive craving and stuff like that or it brings back online the bits that that enable you to have willpower so the second phase is all about becoming more mindful we we call it the strip the stress shield that we do every day it's a daily mindset process only takes five to ten minutes that will bring down those stress levels to make it easy to see progress long term and help you to kind of overcome those negative thought patterns people get stuck into so like i've had a bad a bad week or hard week i deserve a treat it's different for me. It's too hard. I don't have time. All of those obstacles, we work on those in that phase. You're smiling. Yeah, You're I am, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I have to say them all.
0: <laughs> we, we all. We all can say them at times. And that's why we need that tool to kind of get out our ahead and, and, and get back to what we need to be doing consistently. As you know, consistency is key. And then we go through two more phases, which is the reverse phase, which once you get to where you want to be with your weight, you actually do need to do something called reverse dieting, which is where you gradually build your calories up go back to normal so that you don't have a big weight rebound that a lot of people might have and then the final one is what we call maintain phase so that's literally just keeping repeating those habits and then removing the kind of um slowly peeling back the layers of things like accountability peeling back the layers of, of stuff like tracking so you don't have to to constantly be sort of feel like you're on a diet so that you can transition back into normal life but whilst maintaining your weight And we've got loads of different people who've gone through those four phases. You've probably seen them in the program. Like Lou, one of my clients has lost seven and a half stone and she's peeled back the layers. She's followed that process perfectly. You know, there's been small blitz. She's had COVID, for example. She had to take about a month off from that. But um, she's lost seven and a half stone. Her BMI has gone from 40 something to 22. She's gone from a size 22 to a size eight to 10. And she's now maintaining that. And she's maintained that for about the last six months. Um, as well so it does work you do need to be a bit patient and again it's why you need to avoid the extremes because the extremes are like let's lose two stone in a month and then you mess up your body and you're going to gain loads more weight back if you actually lost the weight in the first place so i don't know if that answers your question i kind of went around no 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 that's
1: it's good and i think you know you you hit on a couple of points there about um you know, when you're when you're young, you can you can eat the extra calories, or you can eat, oh, sorry not eat the extra calories. You can drop your calories quite significantly, but of course, we've got lots of other things that keep our metabolism higher. We've got more muscle mass. We we lose muscle as we get older, so our metabolism is naturally slowing down. The last thing we want to do is is exacerbate that and slow it even further. So, and I, I think you know it's a, it's much nicer if you don't feel like you've got to starve yourself. To be able to do this, but you're right. Consistency is absolutely key. So, when you're working with women over forty, what sort of themes and trends do you see coming through that that cause the, I guess, the most difficulty in terms of being able to stick to a program?
0: Where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> trying to pick one. I mean, time is a big one. Obviously, as I said, a lot of people are in their career pretty high up in their career. Um, all you know, whatever career they're in, they're basically busy. I mean, whether it's teaching, I've got lots of teachers I work with in the healthcare industry, loads of people there in managerial roles. I think actually lockdown's probably made a lot of people busier. Like they're just available all the time. They're in these Mm back-to-back meetings now on Teams or Zoom or whatever it may be. Um, So time is a huge one. And the way we try and combat that is just be as efficient as possible with the process. And also... So when I say efficient as possible, for example, we do what we call low impact strength training list training. It's just, as you know, three sessions a week for 30 minutes and they can do it from home. So they don't have to commute to and from the gym. Um, they can just do it at home. Obviously some people do do it at the gym, but you don't have to. So it gives you that, that um, freedom to just get it done nice and quickly. I have clients who do it in their lunch break, people who do it first thing um, in the morning, people who do it last thing at night. Like it doesn't really matter when. Um, so we try and keep it really flexible. But really, as efficient as possible, so it's it's easy to stick to. You, it's not a big time commitment. Like that's an hour and a half of exercise in a 168 hour a week. It's not too bad to lose one to two stone typically in 12 weeks. You know, if, if you follow that. And then the other the other side of that, I've forgotten where I'm going with that now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, you were talking about efficiency. I was saying what were yeah. the what were the um, oh yeah, issues sorry. that that people come to you with.
0: See, I don't have the excuse now of saying that it's like brain fog from menopause. <laughs> it's just uh, me being useless and getting going off <laughs> off along a tangent. But yeah, time is a huge, huge. Time barrier, is real,
1: I've... isn't it? I think you know. I've I've done other programs where my time is tight. You know, I have I have a very a lot that I try and fit in in a day. It's absolutely priorities as well. But I, you know, other programs have said. You know, if you if you can't find the time, it obviously doesn't mean enough to you, which Mm. just layers on another level of sort of guilt and and feeling hopeless or useless. But that's that's not the message that I get from you guys at all. It's like, you know, we recognize you're busy. Let's see how we can optimize your time to to make sure that you can give time to yourself. And that's a very different message, which I think uh, psychologically works a lot better.
0: Yeah, I don't really get that like. I think some people, a lot of people who are, and I've been there. I think ten years ago, I would have had that message you said of like, oh, it's not a priority to. Because so, so a lot of people who are personal trainers and fitness experts are so obsessed themselves that they don't really understand people who are not obsessed to that level, and therefore they just try and kind of project that onto them. And yeah, you know, running a business takes a lot of your time, as you know. That's kind of made me reevaluate that kind of thing and working with loads of people realize it doesn't have to take over your life. We try and make sure it fits into your life as it is. So you don't have to make dramatic changes. You, you don't have to quit your stressful job. You can still have all of that. You just need to figure out a way to do it as efficiently as possible. So it's gonna take as little time as possible. Obviously you have to put some time in, but the other part I was gonna say before I completely lost my train of thought was allowing yourself as well. So not being, I think a lot of people, again, this is perfectionism coming in and a lot of diets also very rigid there's like one way to succeed. You must never have carbs, like you said, or you must do this intermittent fasting. And if that doesn't really fit into someone's life, then, then they just feel like they're failing and then they can't keep it up. So instead of what we try and do is for each person, figure out what's realistic. And for some people I'll say, look, there are healthy ready meals out there. Just get these healthy ready meals when you're having a busy period and we'll have those. It's still miles better than just going to ordering takeaways and eating rubbish you know having pizza every night whatever it may be so it's all about fitting it into your life and realizing there's no perfect way to do it but if you understand the fundamentals so managing your stress levels managing your calories to a degree um doing the right kind of activity then then you you can there's lots of different ways to achieve those fundamentals there's not one way um and we give people quite a few different tools and there's lots of tools in the book from the diet makeover um to do different ways of tracking or managing your calories and different types of, you know, shorter or longer workouts, depending on what people have got time for. So I think it's just about giving yourself permission to not always have to do this. Perfect. There's, there's no perfect scenario. Just, I would say something's better than nothing. And, um, aim for progress not perfection so if one week you're doing nothing and then one week you do some exercise and go out on a walk that's still improvement and then you just keep building on that rather than feeling like you have to do this perfect plan because there isn't a perfect plan yeah
1: the wagon off the
0: wagon yeah um, on the wagon off the
1: wagon what about energy levels i think when i talk to to women in in this sort of age bracket energy is is a big issue fatigue tiredness insomnia just, just low motivation, low energy. Um, how do, you, do do you find that's a theme that you 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 hear a lot?
0: Yeah, definitely, it's a it's a huge thing. It's something we re- work really hard to help boost that back. Obviously, you some people, I do find it can be very closely linked to their menopause or hormonal changes, and they do need to get help. And obviously, you've advised lots of our members on the right type of HRT for them or, or what they can do for that. So that's one piece. Um, But I also think a lot of people's energy, low energy levels are kind of caused by their behaviors, not on purpose, but accidentally. So things like alcohol, things like caffeine, both have a massive impact on people's sleep. And again, you just can't get away, sadly, with what you could get away with in your 20s. I'm already having worse hangovers. I dread to think what they're going to be like when when I'm 40, 50. And the thing is, alcohol has a profound effect on the sleep caffeine will keep you awake and like lots of other lifestyle you know working late into the evening what a lot of people i find can get stuck into is this kind of energy vicious cycle of downward energy where they're having less and less energy so having to work longer hours so having to work throughout the day maybe sort out the family in the evening and then go back to work until 10 11 p.m or later the amount of emails i get from people at 1 a.m where uh, it's like no wonder you're tired um so they're, they're, they're working really late. They're on the devices really late. Then they can't sleep. And sleep's absolutely essential for energy. We we need seven to eight hours at all points of life. It doesn't get less as you get older. Then what happens is they're, they're tired the next day. So then they're having to use caffeine to keep themselves going. Then they get really stressed because they're not working very efficiently. Um, and then they're working late into the evening again. Maybe they're so stressed out with work, they then want to have a takeaway, which is not particularly healthy. So you probably won't rest very well and recover very well then drink some alcohol to just kind of calm wind those down. yeah calm yeah, kind of wind down you know come bring that stress and anxiety level down temporarily or at least ignore it then they can't sleep again and then you get stuck in this cycle and it's for us what we find as you know we do this process called the diet makeover where we, it's not for a long period of time but for one to two weeks we cut out four problem food groups we call them the wads foods so we eat alcohol dairy sugar Usually at least a couple of those cause people issues with their energy. And if we can cut them out just for a short period of time, you will then have a, like a reset. So rather than trying to ease off it, that never works in my experience, you need to kind of reset. You will then suddenly feel what it's like to have some proper energy and then realize what those things are actually Mm -hmm. doing to you. And again, you can't process them so well as you get a little bit older. So I think it's really important to feel what you could feel like without them. And then you can bring them back in moderation down the line
1: you find
0: some people just never go back to them yeah yeah there's some people who, who completely cut it out it's, it's quite rare to be honest um and we don't say anyone has to do that um but a lot of people have really transformed their relationship with alcohol like i've had many and and coffee but i mean alcohol especially like i've had many people i've worked with who had drunk every single night at least one one or two glasses of wine I do not think those articles that say wine is good for you really help because I think everyone takes that a little bit so it's like
1: permission isn't
0: it yeah exactly makes it it seem like it's healthy and we won't go into that but anyway the studies on that are not good (laughs) Mm. (laughs) on how they've come to that conclusion as with most of the studies published in the news as you know um but yeah I think I've worked with lots of people who've had these things and then once they've felt the change they realize they don't want to go back anymore but you need to feel in my experience you need to feel it just being told like on this podcast or just being told by some some expert or news article that you need to do something I think for most of us we've been told so many times it's just like oh not again but if you feel it then you really go oh yeah that I could actually feel I've had loads of members say "I I feel like 10 years younger I feel like the old version of me again and that's obviously something very valuable and you can't you can't teach that
1: Mm. and i mean there's loads going on in terms of energy isn't there obviously we've got the hormonal dips that that can lead to to drops in energy but if you think about it you're we've got a lot of stress we don't sleep well when we're stressed Uh, i love what you've said about you know working late chances are that working late involves sitting in front of a computer or sitting in front of your phone or a tablet so you've got all of the the kind of the blue light stuff messing with melatonin and then of course you've got sugar highs and lows which lead to low energy as well haven't you so that 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 diet makeover just puts it it's like a it's like you're 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 rebooting isn't it you're rebooting the system yeah 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 yeah, you do I I thought I thought that one up for myself but no you're right (laughs) stole it from you
0: subconsciously put that in
1: (laughs) so how do we get hold of the book Um, where can we buy it
0: it's on Amazon now um if you it was just actually
1: search. launched today didn't it
0: it did launch today yeah. so it's 23rd, but it's fit over 40 for women i don't know if everyone's gonna be watching the video um but if you search fit over 40 all written out so it's spelled out um for women on amazon you'll be able to stick, find it, that. stick
1: it back up again there rob so we can see it because i will put this uh video there out. great cover i love the cover and i know there was quite a lot of a uh, lot of debate around the cover wasn't there so i think you've got it spot on there Great thanks.
0: Image. Yeah, there was a lot of going to the community asking for people's advice, people saying they didn't like it, then they then they gave them the other options, and they said, Oh no, actually I like the first one. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, said the <laughs> original one, but I'm pleased with it and I'm excited for people to get, get right. it
1: Right. So it's on Amazon and in can we order it from mainstream bookshop uh, bookshops as well for those that I actually
0: made? don't think you can. We're gonna have it on our website soon. Um right. and I will have a special offer for you, which I know you're gonna put into the, the show notes um so for for listeners of this podcast we'll make sure you can get it actually you don't need even to go on amazon um for christmas if you're happy to wait till christmas if you're desperate you're gonna have to go on amazon and get it but if you're happy to wait till christmas um for listeners of bev's podcast you can get it for free and um i'll give bev the link to do that so all you need to do is just give us your 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 email and obviously your address because we'll post it out to you and um then we'll send you over a a free copy of the book in time for christmas
1: just in time to get Going enjoy Christmas and then get full yeah. full throttle into your new fitness regime in the uh, in the new year. Fantastic! Where else can people find you then, Rob? I know you're very active on on Instagram, but where else can people come and find out what Trinity Transformation does?
0: Yeah, Instagram is a really good one. So we're Trinity Transformations with an S on there. Uh, Someone stolen, <laughs> not stolen. They got there first. That's the correct mindset, isn't it? but. <laughs> They got there first, but anyway, yeah, we're Trinity Transformations with an S or trinitytransformation.co.uk. So on our website, you can find out more about what we do. You can check out our free blogs. You can check out our free podcast as well. All of that you can find on our website or on our Instagram.
1: And tell us about the podcast.
0: Yeah, so it's every single week on a Thursday morning, usually, Friday this week, um, actually it's moved, but it's called the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast. We basically just talk about more similar stuff to what we've talked about today but we go into each topic in more detail so we'll do a different topic every week um specific for women over 40 and we'll, we'll dive into each topic so we might talk about stress hormones one week the best type of exercise another week um something on nutrition and we kind of rotate around those type of topics
1: brilliant just before we kind of close and and i know you've got some tips for us but what why why does exercise have to change? Why can't we do the same sort of exercise we were doing beforehand? I know you, 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 um, advocate for less low, low impact strength training. Um, I was going to say low intensity. It's definitely not low intensity, low impact <laughs> strength training. Yeah. What, why the difference? What, what physiologically changes that we need different types of exercise?
0: Yeah. So there's a couple of things and, I don't first of all I don't say never do any other type of exercise so if you love running you can run by all means if you love cycling you can cycle but I think the thing you've got to understand as you get a little bit older is those things may not get you results and I think the thing people get really confused with understandably is a lot of people get a lot of advice from friends and peers saying look I'm I manage to maintain my weight and I run or cycle or whatever it may be a twin, whatever people do or do gym classes, but maintaining your weight, as you know, is very different to losing weight. Your body does not want to change. So someone who's already slim, who's managed to stay slim by running, they haven't had to lose any weight and that's a completely different thing. So I think there's a lot of people who are getting a lot of advice saying you should run or you should do this or you should do that from people who haven't actually had to lose the weight. So what it needs to be, really is something that keeps those stress levels on the body relatively low, obviously not zero. You, you do introduce some stress to any type of exercise, but it can be a positive stress. It needs to be relatively low intensity. So that kind of, for us, rules out lots of hit, hit training, spinning, really brutal gym classes, like that stuff generally just spikes the stress hormones too high. And, and the other problem is they often very high impact as well. So the other thing we say it needs to be is low impact. Um, so it's not, putting too much pressure on the joints because things like running can can transfer four to four to seven times your body weight through your knee joint and if you're already carrying a bit of extra weight you're really going to be hammering your joints Mm. and if you get injured then you're probably going to stop and as you know like menopause changes can cause a lot of joint issues anyway yeah you know reducing and of course they've
1: probably had 40 years of wear and tear by this point as well at least yeah
0: yeah so you want to do something that's gentle on the body gentle on the joints but still gets good results. And the reason we therefore advocate some form of resistance training, like you could do stuff like yoga, which is great. I think it's really good for mindfulness, bringing that stress level down. It's a great extra thing to do. It's not something we teach, but we have lots of members who do it on the side. Um, But to get the physical results, if you want to tone up, if you want to um, lose weight in the long run and, and maintain it, then that strength training has a lot of additional benefits of first of all, building muscle which will make you firmer and more toned and more youthful. As you mentioned earlier, you know, when you're younger, you have more muscle. That's typically why one of the reasons why we feel firmer and more toned. And as we get older, naturally you will lose it. If you don't do anything to counteract it. Although actually a lot of our members say that they now, I have a particular member who's last week was telling me she was doing loads of running prior to starting the program and her body, she's in her forties. She's had a couple of children and she said her body was kind of felt like it was sort of um, melting, my said her bum had gone and stuff like this. It, you know, It was kind of, she had no shape anymore and no definition. And then she's gone back to this list training, strength training. And now she's got a bum back again. You know, it's lifted, it's firm, it's toned. She said, she feels like she used to, you know, you know, can't be exactly the same, but a lot more like she used to when she was younger. So it's about building that muscle back to add that, that, you know, firm toned, build that firm toned figure, figure or physique, and then. Also, that muscle is very important because as you get older, losing muscle can cause a lot of issues, probably not for people in the older 50s, most people, but as you get older beyond that, if you lose your muscle, you know, you can start to have, uh, you can start to fall over, you can start to have accidents, you can start to lose coordination. Um, so it's a really good thing for that. And then the other big benefit is having more muscle has a, it's not a massive impact, but it does increase your metabolism. So it means you can actually eat more or eat more like you used to and mm-hmm. lose weight. It's a bit more of a long-term investment. So it's more like investing in a house rather than renting with cardio. You're constantly having to do it to burn calories. If you lift weights, you build up this muscle and that will increase your metabolism. And then even if you have a week off or even if you have a month off, you're going to have a high metabolism for quite a long time. And that muscle also comes back more quickly, even if you have a bit of a break. So like Lou, who I talked about earlier, who had to have about a few weeks off because of COVID, um, she came back And she got back to full strength very quickly. And lots of members will do that as well. So it's it's that long-term investment in in building muscle um, that will make you feel younger, firmer, more toned, and be able to eat more and see good progress.
1: Yeah. And actually there's also the added benefit from resistance training as well, that you're stressing the bones as well aren't you when you're yeah, lifting heavy yeah, things, I to yeah you, you, you're actually stress putting stress on the bones which actually sounds like a negative thing but it's a very positive thing to actually help with bone cell renewal so yeah, yeah osteoporosis is a big issue for a lot of perimenopausal and definitely sort of post menopausal women so yeah the list training definitely helps with that Rob, last bit before we finish, um, because actually we've been going nearly an hour. I don't know how that happened.
0: No, Um, it's gone very quick.
1: (laughs) What would be your three quick wins, three top tips or quick wins for somebody wanting to start uh, a sort of a weight loss or a fitness journey over 40?
0: Yeah. So, first thing, we've talked about stress a lot today. I'd say proactively manage your stress levels and, 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 in fact, gear your whole approach to bring to managing your stress levels so i'm not saying stop all the stressful things in your life but make sure you're not adding loads of extra stress so don't starve yourself uh, don't cut out whole food groups um and don't try and commit to something that's just completely unrealistic make it something short sweet and efficient that can fit around your life and then these are kind of two in one proactively manage it as well so we do something called the stress shield every day. Um, which is three different mindset things to bring stress levels down but do something every day to bring your stress level down because there's a lot of things that are bringing it up so whether that's going out for a walk at lunch whether that's doing a bit of meditation through using a meditation app or doing a bit of yoga whatever works for you you need something regularly to bring it down because you'll regularly bring it up through work and everything else and then the last one did you want to jump in there? Yeah, exactly? I did,
1: I did, but i um, I I know that you lose your train of thought just like a man. No, I've got to write it woman, down. <laughs> so I didn't want to didn't want to interrupt you. No, what I was gonna say was that, so I had a really interesting conversation with a lady the other day who was very stressed. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into the detail, was a very personal conversation, mm. but she had a lot of stuff going on. I, I talked to her about you know managing her stress and her response quite quite understandably was look, I get the whole meditation thing, but sitting there going on for 10 minutes is not going to take away all the other stresses. Um, and I, I kind of then start to talk about, you know, it's not going to get rid of the other stuff in your life, but it's going to help with your ability to deal with the other stuff because yeah. you're moving. And I started talking about sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems and things. But, But I love your take on, you know, she's absolutely right. All of the stuff that she's having to deal with that is stressing her out is still going to be there, regardless of whether she does the the stress shield stuff that you're talking about. Just briefly tell us why that still makes a difference, and it and it's even more important that you actually put those stress shields in place.
0: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it's the reason we call it the stress shield is because. It's protecting you from that stress. It's not making it go away, but it's making you resilient. And it's actually also there's a lot of science. And again, I haven't been able to fit it all into this book, but there's a lot of of really cutting edge science coming out about how it actually changes your brain, so that your brain is operating in a different way. Different parts of your brain operate differently in people who regularly do mindfulness. So they, they, the parts of the brain that lead to craving and impulsive reactions are much weaker and they've measured brain activity, in the parts of the brain that are, um, that you, the, it's the prefrontal cortex, the, the, the more recent part of the brain that allows us to make conscious decisions, that becomes much more aware and uh, and stays online when we get stressed. So it's actually about avoiding going into that reactive place where you cause more problems than it helps. So, you know, that part where you send that email to someone and then you think, oh no, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Or you so say something to your partner, that you, when you, when you're annoyed and you, you've caused a, you know, you you have a fight for the whole evening then, or or say something to your children and you feel guilty about it all night or eat something that you feel like, you know, you know, you shouldn't or drink something you shouldn't. It stops you getting to that point. So it's not making it go away, but it's making it's meaning you will deal with it in a completely different way. And again, it's something you need to, from my experience, because I'm not a very woo woo person, just go, I'm going to try it anyway. Give it two weeks and then and then see how you feel differently because one day doesn't really make that big a difference but if you do it for a couple of weeks like i now know and lucy my girlfriend knows how different i am when i do this threshold to the days i don't so some days i do miss it i'm honest you know i do still miss it if i'm not organized and she'll go you haven't done you haven't meditated have you go and i always do it with the dog on the sofa so she doesn't you know get ted and go on the sofa and do your <laughs> meditation because you, you know you're, you're not not dealing with the stuff well so it means you deal with it better and my experience people deal with it so much better that it saves them way more time than it takes because you're not having those fights you're not causing those problems you're not sending the wrong emails you're not causing all these issues for yourself so i think it's viewing it a different way around and my one of my coaches from the past i always said it's it's a prerequisite to exceptional performance not a Uh, reward for exceptional performance and not something you do when you've got time it's 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 the thing that will buy you the time and and get you the results you want
1: love that that makes so much sense yeah Uh, what's your last tip
0: the last one is um what we call the three essential motivators so I know there's three things but it's one tip really yeah you're just
1: you're just cheating really aren't you
0: yeah (laughs) but I think it's making ultimately it's is if you are struggling on your own, don't keep struggling on your own because it's very easy to fail in private as Ben and I say on the podcast a lot. Um, So the three essential motivators that I find anyone needs to succeed. And I know when I spoke in your group a couple of months ago, um, I think this was the thing that hit home most with people, which was interesting because it wasn't really about being fit over 40, but I said to everyone, look, there's these three things, uh, I call them ask with a C. So accountability, support and community. And these are the things I still seek out now, even though I'm a personal trainer, I'm, you know, I've been in the fitness industry for over 10 years. I've been training for nearly 15 years. If I get rid of these things, I also fail and go back to all my, you know, I just don't do the things I know I need to do. So that's having someone to keep you accountable. So did, are you going to do what you said you'd do? So I, I have a coach at the gym. I have a number of coaches that coach me and um, I have a community. So that's the, the C part um within my gym which are people who share the struggles and the wins so i can go like i had a great session today or, or i didn't have a good day today and i can talk to them and then the support element so the s yes part is having someone who kind of has helped lots of people do what you are trying to achieve so they know for whatever you are struggling with what the solution is or what what you need because as i think we spoke about earlier what was that analogy used it was about being inside the jar
1: you can't read the label from inside the jar
0: yeah so yeah. this is a coaching analogy amazing one that Bev. I've, not, I've never heard this before but it's so true like we can't fix our own problems often because we can't see the wood from the trees so having someone else to go you could do that a little bit better have you thought about doing this or actually don't worry about that do this makes all the difference so it was basically I think the point I'm trying to make was anyone who stays fit and healthy long term I don't know anyone who does it on their own no one is doing it on their own and a lot of people try and do it on their own and it's really really hard like it's Mm. it's so easy to just just give up on things when you're doing it on your own so have someone can be a friend or family member I find it's better when it's not because often those people will either annoy us when they nag us or um and we'll push back or uh, let us off the hook if it's a friend so they'll say oh it's fine let's have a bottle of wine together so i personally think it needs to be someone outside your circle but have someone or something keeping you accountable keeping you supported and, and, and be part of a bigger community and you'll make it a thousand times easier for yourself and you'll get there years quicker so thank you for listening to today's episode of the trinity podcast if you've enjoyed today's episode don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows and also please leave us a quick review it only takes two minutes we do all of these shows completely for free to help you so we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all so thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the trinity podcast